Hey, just a heads up. In this podcast, we talk about the show Hey Dude, which ran on Nickelodeon from 1989 to 1991. It's a fantastic show, and you should check it out. You can stream it on Paramount Plus or purchase it on Amazon or iTunes or wherever. But you should pay for this show and watch it along with us. However, you do not have to. We hope you enjoy Yay Dude, even if you have never seen the show. But again, check it out. It's fantastic. We love it. I thought I would tell you one of my favorite embarrassing stories about myself. I am excited. So I was in the office at that point. This is before everybody worked from home. Uh, I was pregnant. And it was about halfway in and halfway through your pregnancy, you go to your anatomy scan. It's like the big ultrasound. It's still like, hmm. it's, it's, you see it it's, from yeah. looking like a gummy bear to looking like a, a kid. And um, that's when you uh, find out if they have a penis or a vagina. So I was really excited about this ultrasound and I scheduled it. And then on my Google calendar, I sent invite Brandon was obviously going to come. So I sent an invite to him and I wanted to send it to his work and to his personal so that you have it on both calendars. And I did send it to his work. And then I also sent it to our IT guy. (laughs) And I didn't know, I didn't know I did it. And so I invited my husband and then one other guy. (laughs) (laughs) and he wrote me back eventually and he's like hey um (laughs) i don't think i can come (laughs) basically he's so polite he was like uh oh good luck (laughs) i died i died and this is back i mean remember this is when we're in the office yeah i just see that guy Oh, my God. I didn't know him enough to laugh off the fact that I invited him to my baby <laughs> ultrasound. It was awkward. <laughs> he was very sweet about it. Thank so you for sharing this with me. I you're really welcome. appreciate it. I really, though. What if he came? That would be amazing. What if I'm in there and another guy walked in? He's like, hey, is the IT guy? <laughs> Do you need some IT help with this? You invited me. <laughs> Do have we started the episode? Oh, <laughs> I don't know. Hi, welcome to Yay Dude. Hey, Teresa. <laughs> the podcast where we talk about embarrassing ultrasound stories. No. <laughs> hey, Jess. Hey. Did you like watching Hey Dude this week? I really enjoyed this episode. It featured one of my favorite sets, except for <gasps> it's not the same. It but wasn't. we'll get into it. It was a nice callback, though. Do you think these teens ever sneak some beers in the in the hay shack? A hundred percent, yes. Do you mean barn? I'm a hundred percent sure that they did at sometimes. Maybe not Brad, though. I think Brad would be the most, I mean, she goes to like a private all-girls school. Like she's probably in the hay shack doing lines of coke. Yeah, no, that seems more like her jam. Who do you think is the most likely to start a party? Melody. Who do you think? Yeah, Melody. 
But it would be a party that you're embarrassed for her when you're at it. Yeah. Yeah. Part, I might have had those parties. I did throw you a party <laughs> that was, the theme was eggs. And it was called an Eggtillion. That was the best party. I don't know what you're talking about. Everybody was there. I can't imagine getting that invitation. <laughs> but it was an Eggtillion. Huh. Yeah. Do you... <laughs> Do you want to know what the um, synopsis of this episode is? <laughs> yes. I'm great at transitions. It's <laughs> part of what you learn at your egg party. Yeah. This episode is called Crash Landing, I think. Yes, I think so. Yeah. Season two, episode five aired on November 10th, 1989. <laughs> oh, I thought we were going to be in a 1990 in this. So I did some research, which now I'm finding is going to be wholly inaccurate because oh, I did it for 1990. All right. Hit me with it, Jess. When a plane crashes at the bar none, Mr. Ernst, Ted, and Buddy rescue the groggy pilot from the wreckage. Oh, that's it? That's it? That's what oh. happens in this episode. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, this is a Yostian, so you know it's going to be good. Yeah, but Prost Graham Yost, like oh god, yes. Fucking, his episodes are always ones to look forward to, and that's a new hashtag for the social media. Yeah, that maybe he'll see it. Probably I not. <laughs> anything's possible. Anything's possible. Prost Graham Yost. You want to hit play on this? Yeah, I was just going to say that. So last week we thought that it was always the same intro horse butt. Mm -mm. No, sir. Not this time. This it's time a horse Brad's front. Going, Brad's taking folks on a breakfast ride. Yeah. And it's we see her horse front and she's like, hey, Mr. Ernst or something. Because he's over here on their patch of grass. Trying to put in a sprinkler system with the world's dumbest hat. Is that a real hat? It's a hard hat that somebody spray painted uh, silver. Is it? It looks like a safari hat. Mm, no, it's hard. It's dumb. And Brad is saying goodbye. Which is a good thing because turns out maybe she'll never see him again. It's a very yep. dangerous episode. It is a very dangerous episode. <sighs> Mr. Ernst is trying to install an automatic sprinkler system yes that says it should be installed by professionals only yes but he says the plumbers pay the manufacturers to say that so that they can get more business you know what that's called product integration <laughs> that's called a racket Oh, and I want to take you on a little detour <gasps> into etymology corral yeah first I was reminded about Ragavala. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, racketeering, ra mm -hmm. a racket, like it's organized crime. Mm -hmm. And my, I've never played Racketballa. We did. We, we were an organized crime organization. We were kingpings. Do you want to tell folks about Ragavala? Um, Ragavala is this really cool person <laughs> that we imagined in our brains back in the days of AOL Instant Messenger. Uh, and we had a friend who uh, was in a class 
that we would hear about every day. I guess he'd come over to microwave two hot pockets every day. <laughs> <laughs> and um <laughs> we were living in dormitories. We were in, in a dormitory and we had a in microwave. The early 2000s. He did not have a microwave and we did. Yeah. So he came over to microwave his two hot pockets every day and sit on our tiny bean bag. So we got enough information so that when we created a false persona on AOL Instant Messenger, who we called Racketballa, and we got real deep in the making the profile on Racketballa. Um we would be like, hey, can you believe it that we have to read page 12 through 19 tonight? Or <laughs> And he was, who is this? <laughs> it was really dumb, but it was a good racket. I, it was such a good racket. It was very fun. So in the 1560s, they think that the word racket came into English imitating sounds like crash, clack, bang. And in an onomatopoetic sort of way. Mm. Um, so the meaning in the 1560s was loud, disorderly, confusing noise. And then, so then, you know, pickpockets. I they, do know them. Yeah. They would run around and like throw firecrackers and cause a disturbance, <sighs> cause a racket. Oh. <gasps> and you know make this distraction and pick some pockets get all up Um, in those pockets mm -hmm. in 1697 they passed a law saying no firecrackers they should pass that again yeah so then this uh racket became kind of synonymous with scheme or or dodgy activity and and it went into popular usage in that sense in 1785 or 1810, depending on which source you use. Mm -hmm. And then in 1927 is when uh, racketeering came up. They just added that little ear at the end to make it into uh, organized crime. Talking about folks who are practicing things like extortion Mm -hmm. or like protection in quotation marks and intimidation and that kind Mm. of thing. And so he is talking about a racket in this in this most recent sense, Mr. Ernst is. Yes, this, but there's more kind of racket, racketeering happening later here. Oh my uh-huh. goodness. That is a good one, Jess. Thank you. I really enjoyed going on that journey. That was a good journey. Thank you for taking me to Etymology Corral. Um, shall we continue with the episode? Yeah, sure. That was so cool. I had no idea. Now I'm going to know that uh, forever. I hope so. I hope you remember all of the etymology corrals and also every episode of Hey Dude, Andy, Hey Dude. Mr. Ernst uh, insists that when these sprinkler systems say install by a professional, they mean... You do it. It means you idiot. You idiot man, do it. You just... Do it. You just take a like a pickaxe and you just slam it into the ground. Like that's yeah. what they mean. Yeah. Just there are certain things on this earth that it there's no amount of money that it could cost me that mm-hmm. I would try to save by doing it myself. And I think installing a sprinkler system is one of those things where I, I don't care how much it costs. I'm not doing that. Also, yeah. it's one little patch of grass. Is it really worth this? Or maybe just uh, do, you know, some beauty bark and some native shrubbery. 
Yeah, they really don't need rest there. Oh, especially because there was that whole episode that we will still come back to where they didn't have any water. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I don't know where he's getting, like, why why this is a priority. No, he's an idiot. He's got something going on in his brain that is bad. Does take a pickaxe and swing it wildly at the ground and then a whole bunch of hot water sprays out. He just assumes it's a hot spring. And I want to argue that I think that we should bring back this show with the hot springs premise. Ooh. (laughs) And have a bunch of teenagers working at the hot springs. I think it would be fertile ground for like talking about all sorts of body issues that don't come up in, you know, our 1990s bullshit. Like, Oh, because they would have to go in and dip in the hot springs without their clothes on. Is that a good Nickelodeon show, though? Then it would be a nude ranch. (laughs) (laughs) And I guess... I don't know. Because you could wear a swimsuit in a hot spring. Yeah. But I think that talking about how to be good to our bodies is something that I didn't learn until my late 30s. Because they didn't teach us that on Nickelodeon. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the only place you can learn lessons. I mean, for a latchkey kid, it kind of is. Yeah. For a lot of us. So he does, though, he pickaxes the ground, all the hot water sprays out, and Mm -hmm. he's like an idiot, like, I'm going to be rich. Unfortunately, it seems like everyone at the guest ranch seems to be taking a shower at the exact same time because Mm -hmm. they all start yelling, what happened to the hot water? They're very mad about it. So that's when he figures it out. Oh, no. No. We got to call a real plumber now. I can't fix this with a piece of chewing gum. Yep. So that's a great cold open. That's the open. Hot open. Hot water open. This one, though, this cold open isn't super cold. It does tie into the, the rest open. of it. Kind of, right? I mean, it's got these three together because it's Ted, yeah. Buddy, and Mr. Ernst. They're kind of working on it, looking at it. And then three mm-hmm. of them are together working on that when we mm-hmm. get to the next scene after the credits, when the big thing happens. Yeah. Should, do you let's go to that yeah. part? First, I want to say that uh, Ernest, Ernest D.A. Oh, is yeah. what he calls his uh, spring water. Spring water. And Ernst I, D.A. And I would drink that. I would. I thought he said Ernstine at first, and I thought about the snake, but. Mm, nope. <sighs> nope. Oh, nope, nope. okay. So the next part then, after the credits, Mr. Ernst looks like real bummed out because uh, Ted is bidding farewell to the plumber who just left. Mr. Johnson. Mr. Johnson. He's a plumber. And Mr. Ernst is bothered because it was $200. And at first I thought, well, you know, that's just kind of how it goes. Plumbers are expensive. But then I did the conversion. Well, I asked Alexa to do it. And in 1990, that is equivalent to $663. Whoa. Yes, that's a lot of money. That's a lot more than 200. Yes, 663. What a racket. So they're hanging out, Mr. Ernst and Ted. Yeah. And there's uh, some really obnoxious noise happening during this conversation. Yeah. That uh, turns out to be an airplane engine that's coming like real low and is making mm-hmm. a crazy noise. 
and Ted is really concerned. And then Mr. Ernst starts to get concerned because it's becoming clear that this plane is going to crash. Yeah. Right outside of their little ranch. And we see it coming in. It's wobbling. Yeah. Not good. Not good, man. Um, Mr. Ernst uh, yells to go grab a fire extinguisher. And um, what does he tell Buddy to call the, quote, emergency people? You know. Yeah. Call the emergency people. Call the emergencies. Yeah. And the next scene, they go to the plane crash site. Yeah. How impressive is that? Isn't it? They just crashed an airplane. Well, oh, yeah. I guess then set design, this is actually pretty, yeah, really impressive, Jess. This is a very expensive episode. Oh, my God. Did they crash a plane or did they have? This is good. Yeah. I didn't think about that. And there's smoke coming out of it. And like they had to coordinate because you see the plane coming in low and you see the shadow of the airplane going over Mr. Ernst and Ted. Like, yes, that is a great point. It's all happening. It's really happening. It, this is a good, yes, man. Set folks did a great job in this because he also have one of our favorite sets later. Mm-hmm. I found this whole thing, the way they deal with this plane crash was insanity. It was so annoying. Why? Okay, so they rushed over there, like, grab a fire extinguisher and all this, and then they just stand around. We're like, I don't yeah. know. Should you approach it? I don't know. What if it explodes? Oh. Uh, and they don't even give here. a shit about any people who might be in it. They like, why wouldn't you at least call out? Like, is anybody yeah. there? Are you okay? Nothing. Yeah. Just and Buddy so couldn't get through to the quote emergency people. Mm-hmm. So then they just finally go over with the fire extinguisher mm-hmm. and kind of look around, like with no no urgency to find some like who do they think was flying? They think it was flying itself. He is, I'm baffled. I yeah. don't get it. There is somebody in there, though. Turns out there's a guy. Yeah. Wearing a army-style t- jacket with, like, cool patches on it. And yes. a nice hat. And did you see his t-shirt? Mm-hmm. From the chili something? Yeah. It had a hot peppers on it. Yeah. It was pretty cool. At first, was, like, a little bit passed out. And then he just woke right up and was looking for his bag. Like, real serious. Yeah. He was calling to it like a dog. You hear, baggy, baggy. Yeah. He it's, says. That works. Usually, that's how I find my inanimate objects. And meanwhile, Mr. Ernst is, like, talking about starving of fever and feeding a cold and deciding whether or not they should move this guy who had previously been uh, collapsed. Yeah, he keeps falling over and looping out. So I think it is actually a good idea to just like wait there. But I'm having a really hard time wrapping my head around the fact that they don't have cell phones. I'm just like, well, why don't you just call? They just call. I forgot that this back in this, you would go out into the desert and that was it. You had to send your kid back to the lodge to call. So they are trying to decide Ted and Mr. Ernst if they're going to move him or try to keep him still or what they're going to do, but he's gone. They turn back around. This guy's gone Mm -hmm. with his bag. But then they help him back to the lodge because he collapses again almost in Mm -hmm. the Derby Mining Company danger (laughs) mine. (laughs) It was a really cool callback, too. Mr. Ernst is like, we really should cover that up. 
And then they show the Darby Mining Company sign again, which if you recall is from the episode where Ted tried to kill Melody and Brad out in the desert in their competition. Season five of the last season. Episode five. Yes. One of our favorites. Mm Mm-hmm. I love the Darby mine here. Me too. That's the best sign. It's so good. It looks like a little kid drew a skull and crossbones on it. Yeah. Great. Yes. They help him back to the lodge now. He's laying down on the couch and he keeps uh, reaching for his hat. His Oh, and I noticed that in the last scene too. The first thing he did after he passed out was try to put his hat back on. A hat's really important to him. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a great hat. It's a good hat. How do you describe that hat? What hat is that? Uh, Kind of a safari fedora. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's... It's it's fedora. It's, it's fedora. definitely a fedora, but it's like yeah. But what you some... wear in a safari? Yeah. What does Indiana Jones wear? It's like that. It's that. Yeah. Right. Kind of. I don't know. But more fedora y, like more more. Yeah. More, a little bit more gangster, if you you know. Oh. Well, if you will. Like, and that at first is like, why is this guy got a gangster hat on? Mm-hmm. But guess what? Yeah. Just he's not a good guy. It's D.B. Cooper. It's D.B. Cooper. (laughs) So Buddy finds a pile of money in his bag. He, quote, finds it. Let's be honest. This guy is a snoop. Think about what he did to Eddie Good. Duh. Yeah. 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 He is snooping. Snoopy snooperson. And he finds a pile of cash. Mm Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you, though? Wouldn't I find a pile of cash? Wouldn't you want to snoop? This guy is fucking weird. He's right there, though. Like, he's literally four feet away. Yeah, that's not great technique. No, it's not. Buddy needs to have a timeout. Uh, <laughs> is he old? He's probably too old for that. Um, Mr. Ernst is over at the switchboard trying to call the authorities. Or not the authorities. He's trying to call the emergency people. They call mm-hmm. keep calling them. But he can't get through. They're in Tucson. Is it really yeah. that hard to get an ambulance for a plane crash? In it's nineteen eighty nine. Who knows? I don't know. Yeah, that's a good point. While Mister Ernst is not paying attention, this gangster, this Mister, oh, we don't know his name. We only know no. his fake name. Yeah, you know, he is just called the pilot. The in pilot the, in the IMDb's played by Mark Lang. Yeah, who is also. In 2009, had the role of uh, being the production driver. He's yeah. He, he switched to just driving trucks. He has a great evil laugh, and I wish he hadn't given it up. Yeah, why did he give up acting? Yeah. Anyway, he puts his hand in his coat pocket, mm-hmm. which is the international sign for "I'm pointing a gun at you." Yeah, a very pointy hand-shaped gun mm-hmm. with zero mass of gun. <laughs> No, there's zero gun in there. No possibility. That's okay. Because that was one of my questions for you: was what are the chances that there is a gun in there? Would you say zero percent? Point oh five. Okay, I would agree. It is very, very low, and yeah. all three of these buffoons believe him. I, I don't know. Somebody told me they had a gun. I would probably take it seriously. The guy did just crash his plane. It has a bag full of cash. Yeah, but. Mm-hmm. Why is he got to have it in his pocket? You know, just show him. And he's not allowed to show them 
the gun because otherwise he'd have to take them hostage. Yes. That's how the math works, right? That is how the math works. And he doesn't want to do that, probably, because I looked this up, Jess. Mm -hmm. Okay. Robbing a bank, which is what we find out he did, Mm -hmm. has a minimum sentence, is federal crime, has a minimum sentence of 10 years. You Mm -hmm. know, it can always be more. But that's the minute. All right, so he does that. Every hostage thereafter, that if he takes, host, taking a hostage is a pretty big deal, if you can believe it. That's like another minimum of 10 years. It could be up to life in prison. Oh. So he's trying to take these three uh, gentlemen hostage. Like, we're talking now like a 40-year crime. Mm-hmm. Well, we don't need that. He doesn't no. need that. He doesn't need that trouble. No. He just stole thirty to eighty thousand dollars, but somewhere in between that, yeah, from a bank in Flagstaff. Jess is the equivalent mm. today of one hundred eighty-two thousand four hundred nine dollars and seventy-nine cents. I'll take it. Hey, hmm. did you want to talk about how we found out that he was a bank robber? Um, I mean, how could we find out if we don't have a television or a radio or a newspaper? <laughs> well, good thing somebody in this scenario does have the newspaper <laughs> and it's pilot himself. Yeah. How did he get it? Apparently. So he reads them the newspaper article about what a great bank robber he was that he yes. flew his plane down, robbed the bank, got back in the plane and flew away in Flagstaff. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, it happened. He was trying to get to Mexico. Yes, and he didn't, he ran out of gas. But that means he stopped, landed his plane inconspicuously, and got a newspaper so that he could show people about his crime. Interesting. I, yeah. I, I guess I would too, though. I would be really proud of that cool crime. I mean, he's a kingpin. Yeah. <laughs> this ranch is magnets for kingpins. It's true. Ted, how come you never acknowledged this one? Right. Why didn't he get suspicious of this one? Okay. I'm going to push back on that a little bit because All I right. feel like to, in order to be a kingpin, you have to be the king of other pings. Other pings. Yeah. And this guy is a lone wolf. He is a lone wolf. That is a great point, Jess. So, I don't know. I just feel like I would have been remiss if I didn't say anything. He's the king of his own pings. (laughs) True. Do you think anybody was in on it? I mean, this is a lot to get away with. Yeah. He also seems very hapless and like he might have just done it on a whim. Yeah, he doesn't see. I mean, he didn't plan enough gas. When he touched down to get the newspaper, he probably should have filled up the gas tank on this little Cessna. Yeah, he should have. Yeah, that was dumb. He's kind of dumb. Also, robbing a He's, bank is dumb. Everybody knows that doesn't ever work. Yeah. Yeah, that's what happened. Oh, yeah. He's going to solve his problem here, though, of these three figuring out that he's the... He read them the newspaper article. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so of course they figured out that he's the guy who robbed the bank yeah anyway he's gonna solve his problem by making them get 30 feet of rope together mm-hmm. that's his plan 
Well, he asked them first. Like he asked them where he should hide them. And Mr. Yeah. Orange tries to be clever here. This is why, uh, this is why they opened, right? Uh-huh. Mr. Orange tries to be clever and he says, well, you could put us in the tack room, which is, you You tell me what a tack room is. I'm not a horse person. Uh, so tack is uh, what we call um, the the horse accoutrement. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it's the room where all of like the bridles and saddles and stuff belong. So then that makes sense because we know from the beginning that Brad is out on a breakfast ride. Mm -hmm. And so Mr. Ernst is like, just put us in the tack room. Nobody will come in there knowing full well that Brad will. Mm -hmm. And then Dodo Bird Ted over here says, no, Mr. Ernst, that's a bad spot. Brad will be back in any minute. What an idiot. Yeah. And I really, the look on Mr. Ernst's face is golden. He's such a good actor. Dude, Ted, come on. Ugh. So that's when Mr. Pilot has them get 30 feet of rope because he's got a Mm -hmm. great idea, which I think you can probably guess what that is after seeing the Darby mine. I'm so excited. I know. Yes, the mine shaft. That's where they're going. Everybody gets, gets down this 30 feet of rope and Mr. Pilot Man tosses them a canteen. Yeah, single canteen as they're in this beautiful, beautiful mine shaft. So, okay, I visited Mr. Um, uh, Tuxedo Mark's uh, website. Yeah. And he had some side-by-sides of Melody's mine shaft and this mm-hmm. mine shaft, and they are different mine are shafts. This well, one is much smaller. It did look smaller. Yeah. And... Like the outside was different too. I thought and so. Yeah, I, but they allude several times to this being the mine shaft. There are not two mine shafts, right? So we are just to suspend disbelief or whatever. Well, they blew all their money on that plane crash, so they probably yeah. had to make a smaller mine shaft. I wonder. I wonder where the first mine shaft went. Uh, it's probably broken down in somebody's back of somebody's trunk. They probably Graham Yost probably got it in his trunk of his Toyota Corolla. <laughs> Maybe somebody at the Ramada lets them use a, a spare closet to put set pieces in. They do oh. still have the same like skull bones of a longhorn mm-hmm. cow. Yeah. Bull, whatever uh, that is. There it's a cow. Mr. Cow, as Buddy calls him. Oh yeah, Mr. Cow. Well, so, the, yeah, it's a, it's a real pickle. That's a real pickle these three fellows are yep. in. But when we get to the next scene, uh, Melody and Brad and then eventually Danny, they're all real pissed because each of them is looking for one of these three gentlemen and they can't find them. And it's so irresponsible. Where could yeah. they all be? Because they find this really odd. Why would these three? Danny catches on. He's like, well, they must all be together. Why? Mm-hmm. Why? They what say, do they have in common? What do they? What a strange trio! What could they possibly have in common? Uh, the, that that one baffled me. Because I mean, I can think of a few things. One of them is that it's the father and the son. So there's uh-huh. that part. Like they have like half of their DNA in common. And then the other thing is that the third one, Ted was there like they were all three together so maybe just how they were all together earlier is how they're mm-hmm. having common is that they're together 
Yeah, he's the head. saw them together. He's the head (laughs) ranch hand. I mean, come on. You literally rode your horse away and said, bye, Ted and Mr. Ernst and Buddy. (laughs) (laughs) I liked this scene because um, Melody said she was attacked by a roving band of young buckaroos. Oh, Um, my God. There were so many good callbacks. Who Ted, you know, Ted's in charge of the young buckaroos program. And I'm glad he's keeping it up. Me too. I think that's cute. And I think this, this is this is getting fun. And I think next yeah. episode, I'm really <gasps> excited for it because there's going to be a major callback. No spoilers. Oh, I'm so excited. No spoilers, but this is next one is going to be grand. So yeah, they're really having fun with it here. They called back to the Darby mine. They called back to the young buckaroos. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she even called back to her breakfast ride from the very first episode. Do believe you're correct. Next scene, Mr. Ernst is being a dumb, dumb. I hate it. Yeah, he's flipping out about this limited supply of water and then like starts chugging the water. Yeah, he rations it for Buddy. Ted is like, I'm good for now. I'll take a big swig tomorrow. And then he starts thinking about it, I guess. And he gets, I mean, it goes on for like a minute, 30 seconds of him freaking out and then chugging the water. I'm so mad. Yeah, I hate, I really meant that I have to sit through the skin. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to fast forward because fuck you, Mr. Ernst. Yeah. This is your child, like your little boy who you presumably saw come into the world. Oh my, it goes on so long. I have to hit the fast forward button five yeah. times. And you know what? what i already forgot i got so mad that my eyes turned red and with rage and i forgot fire coming out of you right now i can see the flames so mr ernst is the worst he's such an idiot and they've only been in the mine for 16 minutes is like the fucking worst part about it how many minutes is that in 2022 time um I Ted is really keeping his cool as his buddy. I would not. I would be. How would you be in this moment? I think that I could be pretty chill. Really? I think that uh, I would be perfectly game with like hanging out in a mine. Maybe just not with anybody it's else. So, <laughs> so hot though. Oh, in the mine? I, it's deep and dark and cavey in there. Yeah, it maybe. might be pretty cool. That's true. Um, no, I would die. I would die. I would die. I would turn into Mr. Cow. I would be a skeleton within about probably 14 minutes. So at this point huh. in the episode, I'd be dead. I'm claustrophobic. I hate it. I hate it. I don't know why Mr. Ernst says that they're in the middle of the desert and that nobody will hear. Like, for sure, Like, that's... I mean, it took them four seconds. And I don't understand why nobody else knows that the plane crashed. Um, right. Like, these, like, the mine shaft is not all that far from the ranch. I mean, it's pretty far. None of, yes. None of it makes sense. It's like, it's like some little kids are watching it or something. Ugh. So then Melody and Brad and Danny go back to the lodge. And they find Mr. Pilot, who Mr. Pilot. has stashed his bag behind the desk for the time being. 
And he's crouching back there yeah. when they come in. And um, Why didn't he just leave? Yeah. Why did it take him all of this time? I guess their timing was perfect. Yeah. I mean. I don't. These take the bag with you to put them in the mine and then right? just leave. Yeah. He, I don't know. He's a bad criminal. He's got to get to Mexico. Brad is on to him. Mm-hmm. She is just profiling, though. I think she thinks anybody after Mr. Good, after Eddie Good, yeah. you would think that they would be more careful about throwing suspicion around like this. Mm-hmm. But she is on to him and so is Danny yeah their hackles are up their eyes are um very narrowed yes they're grilling him grilling him and Melody is like no he's a customer he said his name is Harry Jones yep and she keeps trying to carry his bag out and she's being real sweet but she you know she does make cards with rainbows on them for guests so she is all about that customer service yeah that hospitality she's employee of the fucking week probably week after week she's employee of the whole summer yeah she saved that kid from drowning mm-hmm. she all she cares about is the guests and the guest experience so yeah she's still trying to talk them out of their suspicion when Brad goes to get the guest ledger and is pointing out there's no Harry Jones here. He's a liar. Yeah. He's obviously up to something. I'm going to call 911. Mm-hmm. The emergency people. The emergency people. <laughs> when they're like, well, where's Mr. Ernst? They asked Harry Jones, the pilot, where's, where's Mr. Ernst? And he said something like they all went out to feed the pigs, which is a terrible lie. There's no pigs at a ranch. Yeah. Right. Not a dude ranch. Not a dude ranch. It's not a working ranch. Is it not? Why do they have wild bucking broncos then? I don't understand why they had that. It's a bad guest ranch and or a bad mm-hmm. working ranch. There, I said it. I said it. It's a great dude ranch. <laughs> no hot water. No TV. All the employees are four children. <laughs> Um, so Mr. Uh, quote, Harry Jones gets his pocket gun out <laughs> <laughs> oh, me and kids. asks Melody to carry his uh, suitcase full of money to put them all in the mine shaft yeah. with Mr. Ernst and the rest. It's going to be a crowded ass mine shaft here in a minute. Mm-hmm. So then we cut over back to mine shaft town. I just made a face to mimic Mr. Ernst's face here. Ted is climbed yeah. up on top of Mr. Ernst. And then, mm-hmm. so his feet are on Mr. Ernst's shoulders. And then Buddy is climbing up the front of them to get on top of Ted's shoulders. Much in like, mm-hmm. um, you know, three halflings in a trench coat situation. Yeah. If you play D&D. D&D. Day and day, I was thinking of Mr. Vincent Adultman from Bojack Horseman. Oh, I need to watch that show. It's very good. Mr. Ernst's facial expression. And David, I why am I giving credit to Mr. Ernst? David Brisbane, <laughs> classically trained actor. 
uh, star of stage and screen, just phenomenal, just wonderful, is making these oh god beautiful hernia faces again as these young mm-hmm. men climb on top of him, and then the dust yep. makes him sneeze, and he and Ted fall down. But lo and behold, Buddy did happen to grab on and clamor his way up there. Mm-hmm. So now he's going to throw down a rope, and these three will be free, which is great news. Yay! That's great news. I was actually. Worried they were all going to die in here. I am so glad they figured their shit out. And I don't know if Buddy would have um, gotten up there if uh, he hadn't been forced to. He was very uh, trepidatious. He had to have gumption. Mm-hmm, he did. Mm-hmm. And then he, he was forced. He's getting braver. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's because he doesn't have Cassie as a crutch? Probably. <laughs> just noticed they're all carrying sticks. Wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) So then we I have to go. The next thing that happens is that the the three the three boys are suddenly hiding behind the wing of the plane, carrying sticks as camouflage. I did see that. As uh, Mr. Pilot and the other three uh, arrive at the mine shaft. Yes, he's about to put the other three down, but in the background, we can see our heroes. <laughs> Do you know, Sneaking. have you ever, this reminded me of when I saw it. Uh, have you ever been down to like um, Pier 39, Fisherman's Wharf, down in San Francisco? Um, not in years and years. Yeah. Well, there's a guy there. I think he's still there. He's been there forever. And then other, he's got copycat guys now. Because uh, there's a, just a bunch of people, street performers down there, folks trying to earn a earn a buck, honest honest dollar. And uh, one of the guy's gimmicks was that he would just hold up tree branches and just crouch down, and then he would walk by, he would jump out and scare you. <laughs> He had a sign that said, ha ha, funny Bushman. What? He's the ha ha, funny Bushman. He pretends he's a bush. That's a brilliant career. People give him so much money. I know I gave him money because he scared my dad. (laughs) That's worth a lot of money. (laughs) That's what they're basically doing. They're being that guy. They come up behind him and spook him. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. The, the I did pilot. not know that was a career option. Oh my god! It's so um, <laughs> I may try that in my little tourist town. You should. They see it's really hilarious watching them sneak <laughs> up. This is all such um, good acting. It's such good acting. He doesn't scare Brad or anybody else in. He just they just spook the pilot in. Yeah, to the mine shaft. Yep, and he falls all the way in. And I'm noticing that Brad has some really nice gussets on her jeans for her riding. Jess, was this a good plan? Do you think it was a plan? Whose plan? Mr. Ernst and Ted and Buddy to sneak up with the bush bits and spook him. Do you think it was a good plan, if a plan at all? I don't think this was a plan, but I think that, you know, they were in the exact right place at the exact right time. I don't know. Yeah, that's what I was trying to decide, too. Was it a plan to wait around and see if the guy came back, which seems stupid? I would run. Yeah. Immediately run. Or, 
Yeah, it might have just been one perfect timing. I think that what happened is they all got out and then they heard Ah, everybody coming and they were like, shit, let's grab some branches. (laughs) Be be the spooksters. Yeah, and see how sneaking goes. (laughs) It went great. They got him. They got him. They got the bad guy. And then they were they got special commendations from the police. Yes. For catching a federal felon. Mm-hmm. Uh Buddy and Ted are offended that everybody thinks that they could be brothers. And I think that they totally could be brothers, and I don't understand why. For sure. Yeah. They would be great brothers. Yeah, I don't see the offense in that. They definitely could be brothers. And I think that was the point they made at the end when they both said the same thing at the same time is, mm-hmm. yeah, of course you could be brothers. I mean, they're What's essentially it? the same age. They're not that far off, I guess. And they both act like 12-year-old boys. Yeah. Everybody did a great job. Except for Mr. Ernst, because he did install this. Mm, yes, yes. What is it? A sprinkler system. Mm-hmm. And he has the window open. And it sprays right in his face. Mm-hmm. And he's such a dumbass. Yeah. And everybody laughs. Yeah. Did did you laugh? Did I laugh? Um, I think I laughed at the part. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> Please leave in that entire pause. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I think I laughed at the part when... Oh my God, I'm so excited for the next episode. Okay. There's a part where Mr. Pilot is asking them like, well, don't you have a TV? Don't you have a newspaper or radio or something? And they all say no. And he says, well, this is why the country's going down the tubes. No one pays attention to current events. And I think I laughed at that, at the idea of the country going down the tube in the 90s. How it didn't. It, it That was like a pretty good point in history. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess everybody thought the country was terrible at some point. Yeah, I think that we all, I think there's always a, this is the worst time in all of history person. Yeah. 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 At all points in time. I think most, it's just more of us are that person now. And so it's just kind of a drag. Well, also there are like, Three billion more people. So that's a significant amount of people who are going to be like. Every single one of them who was born is a real bummer. (laughs) 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 Yep. Well, that was a really fun app. What did you learn? I learned that. You should not install your own sprinkler system. Obviously. It's a bad plan. Yeah, it's just you're going to throw good money after bad. What did you learn? I learned if you stop off to get a newspaper to read to people about the cool crime you committed, Mm -hmm. you should at least get a little bit more gas for your airplane. Yeah. The same time. Yeah. I mean, they sell the gas right there at the gas station where the newspaper is. I'm sure that's he went to a gas station to get that newspaper, I'm sure. Yeah. So just kill two birds with one stone, get away, get to Mexico. I think that's really good wisdom for all of us here. Yeah. 
Content rich. I liked this one. I think there was still stuff mm-hmm. they went on too long. It could have cut out, but you know, yeah. it was a fun one. I'm sad that Mark Lang didn't go on to do uh, an illustrious acting career. I Me think he did a great too. job. He did do a great job. And it's not, I mean, it's got to be an honor to get asked to be somebody of of note, like a, a actual non-NPC, non-extras. Really? They're called extras. <laughs> you really have the D&D on the mind today. <laughs> Dude, we haven't played in a couple of weeks and I'm jonesing. Um, <laughs> no, an actual character versus extra. Because they don't do that very often. They did that with mm-hmm. Mr. Steers and Mr. Trout. And they yeah. did that with Eddie Good. And so this guy's now in an elite class. Mm-hmm. Well, they also did it with Kimberly Carroll. Those are the really yeah. the only ones I can think of. And um, that's an elite class. Those were great characters. Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah, you know, you get that honor. You would think that would give you the, the motivation you need to keep going in the biz. I'm sure it's mm-hmm. rough out there, but. This is a pretty good acting credit on your uh, headshot resume. Uh, whatever uh, it's called. Would you know one more thing? What? This is not the last Hey Dude acting credit that he has. <gasps> we get to see him again in season four. What? I am so excited about having him back. I think it's episode nine. Stop. Do you know the title of that episode? I already forgot. All right. I can I tell you something? Mm-hmm. I really thought when I got to the credits that this was going to be the one David Brisbane and his wife wrote. Oh, because he was featured so heavily in it. Yeah, I feel like his wife would have made him look better. Yeah, I mean, he did get to play a doctor later in life, so mm-hmm. you know, y'all, it's fine. He's a buffoon in this one. Yeah, Joe Torres, watch. Yes. What do you think he's up to? What if he's stuck in a fucking mine shaft? I thought about that. That's bad. He probably is just a skeleton now. He's a Mr. Cow. He's a Mr. Cow. Or what if he's on the lamb? Could be too, right? Alternately, yeah. He could have put somebody else in the mine shaft. Now he's on the lamb. Wild. There's so many different people that Joe Torres might be. Yeah, no way to know. No way to know. Unless we get him on the show. And so far, he has not contacted me on the Instagram, which is at YayDudeCast. He's not contacted me via the Facebook page or the Gmail, which is YayDudeCast at gmail.com. Man. And we talked about it last week. I'm not making a Twitter. So that cuts off one whole line of communication to him. Hope you tune in next week because I'm so excited about next week's episode. Oh my god, you know what it is called? It is called Ghost Stories, mm-hmm. and it looks brilliant. Have you heard tale of this one? This one is legendary. I, I haven't watched it in forever, so I don't want to build it up too much. But this is a big one in Nickelodeon lore. I mean, on any top ten list of Hey Dude episodes. It's like the number one-est. Yeah. It's it's well-loved. We tried to watch Double Dare last night. How'd that go? Did you know that was mostly just a quiz show? Hmm. Yeah. it was. We were like, oh, this will be great. Watch this with a four-year-old. He's going to love it. It's so much slime and goop and gack and sloppies. Ugh. 
Ugh. It wasn't. It was barely any. Like they walked through a couple balloon pits. Now we watched the first episode. Maybe it got grimier, but no, it was like trivia. And actually, some of it was pretty tough. I got a lot of them wrong. <laughs> I hated that show so much. Sliming is one of the worst things. Did you watch Legends of the Hidden Temple? Yeah, I hated it. We tried to watch that a little bit last night, too. Mm-hmm. And the kids on that show are so bad. It's really funny. I, You should go watch a little bit at how okay. bad they are at physical challenges <laughs> and non-physical challenges. Just right. how, how bad a 10-year-old is at most things, especially in the 1990s. They're just very awkward and bad at stuff. I wonder why that is. Because we were them. Yeah, I mean. And I, do you remember being bad at things yeah. in general? Just sucking at most things? Yes. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And then you get to just watch that unfold on television. The poor host. He's so frustrated. Do we have any shows in the modern era that star 10-year-olds? <laughs> it's weird, right? Um, be like reality TV ten year olds. Oh, there's some baking ones. Yeah. Oh, there's the Top Chef Junior. Yeah, yeah, that one is great. But no, like physical challenges. I can't. Like I've heard that they're gonna do like a teenager Survivor, but I haven't. I don't know where that has landed. I'm gonna watch the shit out of that though. I bet you will. It's really good. I don't know spoilers on on this season of Survivor, but. I'm getting pumped. <laughs> We're down to six. On what channel? Jess, this is a CBS original. This is a Paramount Plus show. Well, I'll be darned. Now you ever wanna you don't ever want to get hooked on your next your next device. Hmm. So use your Paramount Plus app. All right. Jeff Probes, get at me. <laughs> Do you think he's listening to Gay Dude? I bet he's listening. Thank you for listening, listeners. Thank you, Jess. Thank you. I love you. I love you. And no troughs. No troughs. That had to be said. Yeah. No. Trough watch. Zilch. Uh, Mineshaft is like the opposite of a trough. What is the opposite of a trough, Jess? Let me get back to you on that one. Okay. I would say a whale just because when we wrote that book of opposites, that was the opposite of most things. As I recall, we did a really good job of opposites. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that if the opposite of like trough was not not trough, which oh, I think yeah. was that <laughs> that was most of things. If it wasn't that, it was a whale. Yeah, but like seriously, <laughs> the opposite of a trough is like an airplane. You're probably right. It's been a long time since I've had to think about opposites. This is a new segment. Really? <laughs> a really giant pile of potatoes that's as high as an airplane. That has to be the opposite of a trough. Yeah, that's correct. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love you. Bye for now. I love you. Bye for now. Be well, Joe Torres. Joe Torres. Keep it together. (laughs) (laughs) 